Welcome to the panel, RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. A proposal for an overdose prevention centre in Tamaki Makoto has been announced. What will it mean for those with addictions and indeed for the Auckland CBD? That just after four. And, well, we've talked about the charges on KiwiSaver fees. What about those credit card fees or those booking fees or transaction fees that can be surprisingly high. The Commerce Commission is to take a look at that, that on the panel. And President Biden calls it debt forgiveness. He's cancelling large amounts of student debt. Should New Zealand follow the US example of forgiving student loan debt? Let me know what you think. Why or why not? And a comment caught our eye here on the panel. A person living in shared accommodation was left fuming that someone had taken his laundry out of the washing machine and dumped it on top of the dryer. Is that acceptable? And indeed, what if someone in the office takes your lunch out of the microwave? Is it the height of rudeness or is it just really inappropriate? Anyway, text me 2101 or you can email nz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Emma John, TV producer, writer and television reviewer and I understand beaming in from Wanaka today. Kia ora, Emma. Good, Wallace. How are you? Good. How's Wanaka? It's lovely. Well, it's yeah. a bit r- drizzly today, but I'm not complaining. No, of course. No. And L- Nick Leggett, Chief Executive of Aotearoa Transporting NZ, the peak body representing uh, our trucking industry. Nick, welcome. Kia ora, Wallace. Very good. Nick and Emma, welcome to you both. Now, by the way, uh, US tennis icon Serena Williams has pulled off a massive upset at the US Open. Just happened, defeating the world number two, Annette Contevit, in the dramatic scenes. Uh, we talked to um, Serena and Venus Williams' first coach, Rick Macy, on the show. He also coached uh, the likes of um, Jennifer Capriati. And that, uh, that audio is online, by the way, at rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel. But to this first, music adds to the vibe of a place. It could add to the vibe so much it actually makes your business more money. There is even an award for it, one Music Outstanding Ambience and Design Award. And Dr. Guru reckons music is a powerful tool for marketing and it could even influence the consumer's behaviour. With us is AUT Senior Lecturer uh, in Marketing, Dr. Marilyn Guru. Kia ora, Dr. Guru, welcome to the programme. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. Such an interesting topic because, you know, it's every time you walk into a cafe, any time you walk into a, a shop, music is front and centre, isn't it? Tell me, does music influence a consumer's behaviour? Well, of course it does. Um, it influences like humans um, generally. So yes, it does influence consumers. It influences a lot, of course, our emotions, so how we feel, um, and how like the type of uh, yeah emotions we're going to be. And we know emotions influence our behavior and what we consume. And we also know that music will influence the way I shop, what type of products I buy, the, the, the time I spend in store. So, yes, quite a lot of oh. factors are influenced by music. What about if the music is annoying, overbearing, intrusive, and I don't want to? So, uh, true story. Uh, many years ago, I walked into a Nelson Cafe. The cafe was called Shizalco, and the music was so overbearing. I couldn't talk to the friend I was with. They were playing this. <laughs> 
You see what I mean? Nick Legg is laughing. You couldn't concentrate, Marilyn. It was just, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nelson, honestly. Um, what would you think when you walk into the Shizalko and heard that? <laughs> well, definitely you have to uh, to find music that will also make people want to stay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, uh, that's also an issue, um, so finding music that wants people to stay, especially for a retail um, environment and uh, a restaurant. I think it's very important to put uh, a lot yeah. of thoughts into the type of music we're going to apply because we want to make sure that people are going to want to stay and consume and, and have a good time, and it's part of the experience that well, they're, they're having. It was so, at yeah. full bore, and I almost walked out. Emma, uh, I don't know about you. I, I like a quiet atmosphere. I almost like the tinkling of glasses. What about you, Emma? Yeah, agreed. It should be part of the experience, not yeah. intrusive to the experience. And, and my kind of pet peeve is when you can tell it's uh, the staff's choice. Yeah, staff's you know? choice. Mm. Like they're not thinking about the context of the place they're working in. So case in point, the other day we were in a cafe on the mountain. I think the staff must have been coming down from a big night because they were playing some banging hard trance at about 9 a.m., I mean, it was too much. It was too much. It was like being, I don't know where it was like being, a cool celeb it, or something. That's, that's Wanaka, isn't it? They always do that in Wanaka. It's always from a bass down there, isn't it? It was far too loud for that yeah. early. It's always from, why is that? In Queenstown and Wanaka, constant drum and bass. Uh, stay there, Marilyn. Uh, what about you, Nick? You'd have this problem. Yes, I, I, I identify with Emma. I think often the musical choices about the staff and the volume. And, I mean, I've, I've probably once or twice a year, I'm actually somewhere where I ask uh, if the music can be turned down because usually you want to talk to people. But it is, you know, I, to me, music is a, should match mood, the mood of the place, the mood of the people. And uh, where there is a mismatch, um, I can I fully understand the logic that it drives people away. Yeah. Marilyn? Yeah, so well, actually what you just described um, are definitely what we, we we talk a lot about. So first, yeah, volume, make sure that uh. it's, um, it's appropriate. Um, and, yeah, that's one of the common often say to owners, is like, let your taste out of it, like, or employees out of it. It shouldn't be based on what you like, but what your consumers are going to like and mm. enjoy. And, yeah, a, a match also with what you're selling and the, the type of ambience you want your, your restaurants to have or what you want, the type of products you're selling. So often, um, actually, for example, classical music or slower music, people tend to maybe not like it as much, but actually okay. quite, it works really, really well and people like it and they stay longer and they consume more. So quite a... Oh, that's interesting. interesting. You see what I mean? Someone says, I just came down from Cadrona. <laughs> the music is still too loud. <laughs> 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 See what I mean? Right. I'm not the only one. Let's... But it, it is ageing, though, <laughs> isn't it, when you say that? It's ageing. Well, this might be the subculture. You know, yesterday was Hastings Meatballs. Today it's uh, Drum and Bass in Wanaka. Um, but we're being really negative here, Meryl. We're being too negative. What about when you walk into a cafe and you're uplifted and feel so positive because they're playing this? See, so it's not all bad news, Dr. Groove. We can also uh, be inspired uh, by the positivity uh, that music brings. 
Definitely. There's there's a lot of positive with music, so that's why when you find the right music and play it in your store or or in your restaurants, it's really good because you put people in a very good uh, mood. You put them like you bring some positive emotion, and after it leads to more positive emotion towards your shop. So. Yeah, so there's, okay. only, there's a lot of positive to gain from finding the right music. Well, uh, Marilyn, here's one for you. The text of the day, Mar- Margie, says there's a $2 style shop in Teatatu Peninsula and the owner plays a beautiful classical music selection softly. It's a nice shop, well laid out, and the music seals the deal. Well... I couldn't say say it better because I feel yeah we spend a lot of money on the layout of the store and but the music also is kind of the I would say probably the, the cherry on the on top of the Sunday so you need to also have that so yes it's very good Doctor Marilyn Guru there um, uh, from uh, AUT Marketing Lecture who specialises in uh, music and music ambience by the way a lot of response regarding uh, student debt yes I'm sure that Emma and Nick will have a uh, opinion on that but there's a lot of people saying yes go the same way as Joe Biden absolutely we should introduce debt forgiveness for student loans it's such a break on the economy starting families buying houses etc making people indebted to get an education anyway time for I've been thinking, Emma John, take it away. I've been thinking about the Japanese concept of ikigai, which doesn't have a translation in English, but it's about finding your purpose in life and your joy. So you need to imagine four circles, each one intersecting with each other. One is called what you love. One is what the world needs. One is what you can be paid for. And the last one is what you're good at. Then within each of those topics is passion, mission, profession, and vocation. And then when all eight sort of overlap and in the center of those circles, you have ikigai. And so, so that's it's what like I'm a Venn diagram. Of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. I love and Venn diagrams. You could, yeah, me too. Mm. And you can see it online if you want to, if anybody wanted to Google it. But it's a really nice kind of way to start thinking about your life and what it is you're doing if you're uh, mid-ulting as I am mid in sort of my midlife thinking about what I want to do next and all that kind of thing it kind of cuts out the noise and it can be a really helpful oh. tool it's quite a, a I'm gonna say fairly profound I've been thinking today it's very hard to find one's purpose in life uh, isn't it Emma you go okay is what I do my purpose? Mm. Is that who I am? And how much of it, yeah, is is part of my personality, what I do? I mean, this is a new concept too, isn't it? This idea of your um, profession being wrapped up in your sense of self. It didn't used to be that way, you know, either, even sort of 50 years ago. You know, you did what your mum did or you did what your dad did and what his dad did. And so this new thing of like, you know, what is it that I really want to be when I grow up is quite a new yeah. and uh, concept, you know? Well, you found your yeah. purpose, haven't you, Nick? It's trucking. <laughs> well, yes. Um, if only I was actually, you know, working the trucks. Um, but uh, I, I do, I just want to say, I think it's a terrific mm. concept. But uh, I've been thinking about the polarisation the increasing polarisation and the the increasing fact-free discussions taking place in public debate as people are talking past each other. I mean, it's well documented and it's well observed and 
I've seen it begin to now seep in beyond the big vaccination and mandate debates we've had and more into more everyday general discussions around things like Three Waters but also at grassroots community level. So I think we need to disagree more agreeably and not demonise those who don't share the same worldview as us. And um, and I think we need to, to demonstrate that kind of moderation if we want to model it. So uh, I have to think about how I say things and what I say and who I disagree with and how I disagree with them. And I think it's just something that it's worth thinking about because I don't want to live in a completely polarised and divided world, I'm sorry. Well, I wonder, because this this has come up in topic a fair bit, that there is that lack of, um, uh, I guess... How would you describe it? Conversational tone that mm. you can talk to someone from the opposite end of the spectrum and go, I strongly disagree with that, but anyway, I'll listen to you. <laughs> um, can you pinpoint where it started? Well, if it started, it is, I mean, social media has been blamed, hasn't it? Be- yeah, yeah. Because it just it takes us into a tunnel and it reinforces our own views. I mean, this is just a theory. I don't. I'm not sort of going out on a limb. I don't think, but it it's worrying because we. Uh, I think we just we miss something if we don't listen. And also, the other thing is, as someone who is a, I regard myself as a moderate, sort of politically, and and you know, in in, in much of what I say, if not all of it. And when you try and moderate now, you you get slammed by both sort of sides, hmm. which um, that's 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 life. It's it is what it is. But I just think tolerance and okay. and tone are really important. Very good. Kia ora, Nick Leggett there. Uh, listen to you. All eight circles work for me. Teaching, I love it. Love teenagers and get so much joy every day. So these uh, circles you talk about, Emma, are really working for mm. uh, some of our listeners. And regarding the washing machine and shared accommodation and the contents were taken out and dumped on top, Lee says both washing and microwave should have been emptied by the original user as soon as the machine's finished. People need to grow up. Mm. Emma John and Nick Leggett with me this afternoon. Stay with us. 4pm to 5, right here.